Welcome to the Circle Podcast Show, powered by Hair in Motion. This podcast brings you inspiring and motivating industry experts who each have their own unique story and skill set that I want to share with the members of the Circle. Now, if you want to find out what else the Hair in Motion platform can offer you, please head to the website, which is www.hairinmotion.co.uk. I'm your host, Charlie Gray. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. On this month's episode, we have a very good friend of mine from all the way over in Los Angeles that goes by the name Dre Hare. I met Dre three or four years ago where I was touring America and one of the stops was Los Angeles where we linked up with Dre and he helped us host some education out there. And ever since I've gone back every single year for the famous lookbook event that he hosts and also for some private education. So it's a place that I hold dearly in my heart and I've always got time to go over there and I always love to go over there. So I want to bring Dre on to the episode this month to really share with you what he's up to, what projects he's into, and what it's like in the hair industry at the moment over in the States in Los Angeles. So I look up to Dre in many ways as he's a very forward thinking man and he has lots of links to his chain. He's always thinking about the next project and he's always moving forward and motivating the people around him and doing it in a way that's very creative. So listen up, enjoy, and thanks for listening. Yo, what's up, uh, man? You can hear me, yeah? Yeah, let me... Um... Grab my AirPods and make it a little bit louder. How's it going, bro? Yeah, man, I'm super good, bro. Thank you very much. Super, super good. Yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Thanks for um, thanks for coming. You know, taking your time out. I know you're a busy guy um, to come and chat to me. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I live in LA. Nobody works here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna get into that, right? <laughs> No, but I, um, you know, I do appreciate you, uh, you coming to talk to talk to me and share your share your insights and your experience and your wisdom with with people that are going to listen to this podcast. So, you know, I I, okay. I I know you're an interesting guy and you've got um, a lot a lot of a lot of experience and a lot of plates spinning and a lot of different directions. Um, and I, I find it fascinating. Um, so yeah, I want I want you I want you to come and share some of your story in this uh, <laughs> all in right, this, bro. In this in this short forty five minute to hour long, you know podcast so cool yeah 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 so um generally how how are things with you at, at the moment i guess you're are you, are you working at the moment or not um dude you know what they just app opened up our salons uh last week in la mm. and kind of like crazy man like only working three and a half weeks in the last like seven months wow it's been like That's it's just a weird shift in like life yeah that's crazy because I've, I've been keeping an eye on tabs over there because obviously i've got a lot of friends over on the west coast of america including you and um and yeah it just seems like you're having a hard, much harder time than a lot of other people yeah los angeles is definitely a little a little trickier than a lot of the other places the politics is like a lot more i mean we have a lot of high concentration of people and stuff but mm. 
you know, there's always like, just, I mean, I like, I'm sure a lot of hairdressers saw like the other day that our house speaker, you know, wasn't wearing a mask inside of a salon. And yeah, I saw that. It's, it's just like a really, really weird time to be honest. Yeah, no doubt. There's obviously a lot of, um, a lot of different avenues that we could go down and speak about that for many hours, but on, you know, on a personal level, but, um, yeah, we're going to dive into some of that, obviously, related to, you know, business and hair and stuff, um, as I want to make this as, as much of a educational thing, as much as it's an interesting time. Um, you know, I don't want to just want to sit here and talk to you about <laughs> the blimmer. We'll save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we could go deep in the rabbit hole on this stuff, me and you, but um, oh, we, don't, yeah. we don't need to do that right now. Um, <laughs> what we need to do is kind of um tell the people who are listening who have never heard of you before um who you are and what you're about like what you do on a daily basis in terms of work okay yeah um yeah man well my my name is dre um i'm originally from northern california uh i moved to los angeles about 10 years ago um i kind of just always had this drive of like finding out more and searching more and always like on the, the verge of like, you know, wanting to know the new, newest cutting edge thing, whether it be in fashion, hair, music, events, stuff like that. And that's kind of what drove me to kind of like come to LA was I kept finding, you know, more and more interesting people. And it was kind of like an addiction. It was like, I was just like really wanting to surround myself with as many creative people as possible. And then, uh, you know, ended up in LA. I've been here the last 10 years and, uh, having so many different interests in like all these different types of uh, industries, it's kind of really gave me the ability to kind of move through this city with um, kind of using all those resources to kind of create some of the things that I've created or kind of the things that I'm involved in. Um, I just think it's really important to like, you know, it's, and then never letting anybody tell you that like, you're not like, yeah, I'm a hairdresser and you know, like in about a month and a half, um, I actually will like a month and a half ago, I partnered on a clothing line with a friend of mine, but it's like, you know, you can't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do certain things. Like mm-hmm. just because, you know, you're labeled as a hairdresser, you're labeled as a barber. Um, I don't know. I, I really like, honestly, like over this quarantine, it kind of kept to myself and just kind of put my head down and just focus on the things that made me happy, you know, and try not and trying to like, you know, especially with all the chaos in the world right now, just kind of shut out a lot of the stuff and just kind of like regroup into what's most important to me um and i mean so you know one of the things i know charlie if you've you've been uh, a couple times now is a thing called lookbook um where you know i feel like that's like one of the things that i guess i'm somewhat known for is uh putting this together as a hair experience that you know involves multi-international uh hairdressers and barbers all national people and uh kind of bringing together this new kind of like you know experience that is kind of like underground in a way to come to and that's been really fun over the last uh five years that we've done that um we actually did it online this year digitally which was a whole new experience a little challenging but um (laughs) you know like you know you just got to go for it you know there's been you know that's like a a thing that I, i feel like and i talked to a lot of people um it's like finding out the plan you know and i mean it takes practice like I know like even some of the people that, you know, work for me are just like, it's, you know, they see that, you know, even like yourself, it's not like you just woke up one day and it's like, you know, or even two or three years in the game and then you're like traveling around the world doing, you know, teaching seminars and these huge classes and stuff. Like 
it takes a lot of time, but, you know, making a plan to like execute those things, it's just, once you get that rhythm and stuff, everything becomes so much easier. And I feel like now even doing like, I'm sure like even, you know, touring around with like, you know, doing your, your classes and work and stuff, like it was probably more difficult in the beginning, but now you've done it. You came to America a handful of times, you've been all over the world. So it's like, you know, the rhythm and it's just kind of like, even how I've done the lookbook, it's like by the time, you know, this fifth or, you know, going in the sixth year, it's like, I have this system down, but it's definitely hard to push the ball when it's the very beginning. But yeah, that's when you just got to go for it. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And you know what? Um, just touching on everything that you said there, I, you know, the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because there are so many things that I've been inspired by, by what you've done. Um, because when I first met you, you, I think it was like, what, about four years ago now when I met you maybe for the first ever time? Yeah. About four know, years ago. SF, I think, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you picked me and um, me and Josh up. We were doing a men's bar tour, and um, you picked me and Josh up from the airport in this open top, battered up Jeep that you've had for like 20 years. And it was just this like crazy, like American guy with big curly hair, like he's driving this big Jeep who picked us up. And I was like, all right, like this is LA, now. Yeah, like, you know, this is this is yeah, this is this America, is, right? Yeah, now in one, and, one photo, and you, yeah, you drove you, you drove me through um through the Hollywood, the Hollywood Boulevard, you know, like where, where you see in all the movies and everyone goes, all the tourists. And it was just crazy. I was just blown away by it all. And I kind of fell in love with LA a little bit, um, or Hollywood, I suppose, that first ever time. I don't think I'll ever forget that time that I came to Hollywood for the first ever time. It was just amazing, man. Like, you picked us up. It was, and we went to some really, um, some really fancy. It's rent- like a movie. It was, yeah. It literally feels like a movie. It was just weird. And you took us some to some really fancy uh, restaurant up in the Hollywood Hills, and I was like, I like it here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was great. But the weather's good. Yeah, the, the weather's are good. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've always had an attraction to LA, and I've always loved going there, and and I always will love coming there. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to go there for a little while until things calm yeah. down, hopefully, but. Anyway, yeah, but from from the first day that I met you, I always remember you were telling me about all these different things that you're doing and all of these creative ideas. And one, you know, one day you're working in a salon, the next you're doing some high profile clients at their mansions, and the next you're in a club with DJs. And then you're, it's, it's just like I was just like, whoa, man, this guy is doing like lots of things, you know. And it 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 always stuck with me that you always want to do more and you always want to explore and always want to seek different things. And that's all what always stuck with me with you. And that's why I like to have this relationship with you and, 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 and partner up with you when I come out there to LA, because I know that your intentions are good and they're clean and you're always exciting and excited about new projects. And um, yeah, it's good, man. I, that's, yeah, that's, man. you know, and that's what I love you, about you, man, because, you know, Aww. yeah, yeah, no, 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 honestly, it's, it's, it's good, man. Cause not everyone has that drive within them and not everyone, um has that has that ability to see opportunity from things that aren't related to hair and i remember you telling me you were like you know i i go out because i network and i meet people and i meet clients and that's how i build a big client base um and that's how i meet really amazing people and rich people and it's cool man you know it's good to hear someone going out there and grafting on a different scale of things um yeah dude it's it's actually really interesting because like i don't like i mean it's 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 like it's a little different in this city. I just feel like, or any big city rather is because you kind of can do that. And like with other, I mean, it actually really doesn't matter what size of the city is. 
just if you enjoy doing those types of things, you know, that's always been my recommendation, especially if someone's trying to build a clientele is to go out and do those network things. But it's interesting to me that like a lot of people now starting out, you know, in the last probably like five or six years of doing hair, they're like mainly, you know, just trying to market themselves on Instagram. And it's like, dude, I can go out sometimes to like a dinner party or a birthday or something. And, you know, it's just like, you never know. And I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's just like instinctual. Cause I'm always just like, how can I do business with somebody on something, you know, like it's, it's, I think it's just something I'm it's like, almost like I heard it the other day. I forgot who said it, but they're like, you know, business is almost like an art form in itself and having relationships with people and be able to communicate and all that kind of stuff. It actually creates a lot of value. I mean, like even doing the lookbook show, it's like, that's because of like all of these people I've worked with over the years that they actually, that thing came to life and it was just like a, a vision in my head one day. And then it just like now turned into this <laughs> that's, thing that's just that's like, crazy. I mean, it's got wheels now and I'm like, wow, yeah. this is like fun. Let's, 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 let's dive into a little bit on Lookbook. I was going to talk about it a little bit later on, but because we've talked about it already quite a bit, I do want to dive into it a little bit more because yeah. when you say Lookbook or I say Lookbook, that, that might not mean anything to anyone that's ever heard of it. So to me, what I'm going to say about Lookbook is that it's something that I heard about three or four years ago and I got invited to go and do when I was on my tour of the U.S., and it was amazing. It was this huge, big event um, that has not just hair going on. It has it has music. It has collaborations. It has you know bits of um, clothing there. It has competitions. It has nightlife and uh, like it, it. It just has a mix, a real mixture of like Dre's head. I would guess what's going on in your head, and that and that and that's kind of, yeah. and that's kind of how you <laughs> that's kind of how you described it to me. I think. Um, yeah, so like, I mean, what, dude, you know, what, yeah, what like, is Lookbook? If someone hasn't heard of it before, like, how would you describe it? You know, it's always been like, I've been working on this for the last five years, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, it's an experience, um, not just for an experience for like any sort of creatives that want to come and network and meet in not so, um, and not such a formal environment. You know, like, that's why, like, you know, that's why, like, I know when we had all this, when you were doing your segment, everyone had their phones out because it was dark. It was like a nightclub, but it was kind of, mm. you know, it was a very like grassroots, if you will, or like, you know, because, and then like make, I don't know. I like, like, I like that intimate kind of like a feeling and especially not having any of the stages and stuff like that, where people can walk around 360 and, you know, it's, you know, you turn a corner and you see someone else or you see someone at the bar and it's just, it kind of coming from like a very large, like music background and going to nightlife and events and stuff like that. I really liked the energy of that culture. And whenever I'd go to Harris shows, you know, the energy was like, you know, everyone's sitting mm. in rows. And I mean, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But like the thing that I wanted to create was like going against that in a sense, just like just a different view on how um, people could necessarily interact. Because I feel like, you know, especially in just living in LA and telling, you know, about the networking and stuff and going out, is I know that just, you know, people let their hair down and they have a beer in their hand or something. They're, you know, leaning them against the bar. It's a lot more casual setting and people can actually make connections where it's not so, you know, the lights are completely bright and you're at this huge hair show and you're like, oh, should I go up to that person? What if they, th what if they say something stupid? Yeah. Like, what if they'd like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it creates that, like, but if someone, you know, it's a little bit dimmer, it's not so like in your face then you know and I, that's kind of what i heard a lot through you know doing the event is these these attendees and everybody is like 
you know, I met this person. I was like, man, I, I didn't think I'd ever meet them. And I didn't think they'd be so cool. I'm like, cause you're at lookbook, baby. <laughs> like, you're, you know, yeah. like everyone has, you know, time to like give to that person. I know like a lot of people, like I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody's like, yeah, like I met Philip Wolf at the bar and like, he just sat there and talked to me for like 10 minutes and it was amazing. And I was like, dude, I'm so stoked. That's like what I wanted to kind of create because, you know, me being in LA, there's so many amazing, amazing hairdressers and barbers all throughout this city. And, you know, coming up on the Instagram world about 10 years ago, you know, you started to see who these people were. And I was, you know, very, at the time, you know, very green in the whole situation. And I was like, man, these are the people that like are my peers that are like, or my mentors or my teachers. And I wanted to like, you know, keep seeking to find out because whatever they, they knew was working for them and they were doing great. And I was like, dude, like I want to speed up the curve. So I, I need to somehow get in, in, you know, in relation with these people because they know what's up. And I went to so many classes and went to, you know, I went to your guys' class and uh, I flew up there. Actually, couldn't, I couldn't make it in the LA show. So I flew to San Francisco to go to the show and then come back the next day because that'll work <laughs> but like you know the, those types of things like you know now it's like we're here now bro and it's like it's amazing that you know i've you know gotten to be able to work with you guys and hang out and actually learn so much i mean dude it's it, it's it's another it's another world watching you teach man <laughs> thank you man i appreciate that um for me yeah for me um just touching on the lookbook thing, man, it, it actually stands out to be one of my most favorite memories of traveling around the world. Like you said, you know, I've been super lucky to um, experience a lot and see a lot and, and, and go to a lot of places and cool events. And if someone says to me, what's, you know, one of your favorite things that you've ever done? Um, not because of the intensity of the education, but because of the whole experience and that's I know what is what you base lookbook on. You base it on the experience and how it hand, and how it makes people feel afterwards. And for me, when I explained what lookbook was the last year that I'd done it, I, when I when I when I explain you know the setting in this old you know like hundreds of years old Japanese um, building sat on the top of in the middle of the Hollywood Hills. You look to your left, you see the Hollywood Hills sign. You look to your right, you can see the whole, you can overlook the whole of downtown LA. And you just feel like you're in a bit of like a magical movie. And I obviously did the class where I did an intimate seminar where it was, you know, like an hour long seminar where it was like a nice intimate amount of people. I think it was like 20, 30 people. And behind me was that whole backdrop of what hey, I just I described. I, are you there? Sorry. Yeah. I hey man. I lost you for a second. Hello, can you hear me? There we go. Okay. Oh, go. shit. Okay. Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> My AirPods, I didn't want to interrupt, and I did it anyways. Um, where did you hear up to? I <laughs> heard, okay, you're you're painting the picture of this beautiful movie. You're like, I'm in the hills. I look over, and I see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was, I was in the zone then. You've lost me, but okay, I'll carry on. I'll carry on. So, what? can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. So what what I was saying is that when people ask me, obviously, what's one of my favorite things um, that I've ever done, it when I look back, it was the setting of Lookbook that I um, last year when I was in LA. Um, you know, it was a it was a small intimate class of twenty to thirty, and behind me was the Hollywood Hills. You know, the downtown LA, and it just felt like we were in this kind of movie. It was just a, a, a really amazing experience, and. Um, not only that, you know, it was a good solid hour of education, which was nice to do. And then in the evening, it was more of like the party. 
and uh, in the in the party, it was um, it was pitch black, and I was in the room where it was just full of like lasers, <laughs> and and there was about twenty people um, surrounded by me with their phone lights on, and I was doing another haircut as just like a bit of a you know a bit of a demonstration, and um, it, it was just really surreal. It was really really weird. It was. One of the hardest things I've ever done, cutting in pitch black with lasers going on in the background and loud music, but it was also, yeah, but, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it was also one of the, uh, one of my favorite things that I've ever done as well. Oh, bro, that warms my heart, man. That's all I wanted to do. That's so sick. You know, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like, you know, like the different like experiences and like just living out here for so long and seeing the things I've seen, it, it, it's like, I wanted to create an experience where like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen like the shows Californication or Entourage and it's very like LA and you're driving down Sunset and driving down Melrose. And that's kind of why I picked the location that we have it at is because when you when you come to this show, whether you're traveling from, you know, across the, the pond or even across the, the, the country, you get to be in this, you know, especially if people have never been to LA before. It's a good excuse to, you know, you go to experience this and this place is really, really special, and I just like to, you know, share it with all the all the people that want to come. Yeah, man. Are you gonna plan on it next year again? Um, if if things are good. Yeah, I mean, I've already kind of started thinking about it. Uh, either way, we're gonna definitely do another one online, but uh, I definitely am gonna start planning for uh, doing it in the physical this year, or next year rather. Um, yeah. Just because, like. You know, it's 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 like I've been inspired to do this show as a lot of my friends do shows and watching them prepping and basically curating it now. It's just kind of being ready, you know, and that's the thing. It's like standing the test of time is what sets you apart from things, you know, and like pivoting is always good. You know, everyone, especially right now, had to pivot a lot through going through all this chaos in our world right now. But um you know, keeping it pushing forward. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to keep doing. Like, I really enjoy doing the show. And I don't think it's gonna, you know, stop soon. I have, I kind of have a goal in mind. It's weird, because I never typically don't have goals. It just should happen all the time rather than else. But, um, you know, I want to see this thing go for at least 20 years. You know? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it might evolve a lot into different things. But, I just kind of like my baby. It's something that I'm really, really proud of. And, and it's weird to think about now because what it started out as is like, I remember it was yeah about five, almost six years ago now where I invited, um, you know, like eight barbers to come cut hair at the Roosevelt Hotel uh, poolside. And like the whole reason to do it was like, yo, like we can go to this pool park can like do like a pop-up salon that we're all collaborating together you know and then you know we did this party and then all these people like you know half the people that showed up were hairdressers to watch you know everyone had invited at that time and i immediately right there i was like dude this isn't like a a haircutting you know let's you know like a pop-up barbershop or anything this is actually educational at this point and I was like, man, this is what we really needed to turn this into. And now, you know, later, um, we do it, you know, digitally this year because we couldn't do it physically, obviously. And 
the fact that everyone was able to bring in their two cents. I mean, there was 24 artists that had about an hour segment. And, you know, that was like a huge thing is I really didn't want like to be like, oh, teach whatever you want. Like, you know, we had Zoom calls with each and every one of you guys to kind of discuss like what's really valuable. What do you don't like get to talk about that much? Um, what do you find is like something that isn't talked about enough? And um, it was kind of cool to get this collection of points of views on a lot of different topics. And uh, some of those things are just like so valuable that about enough that I'm, I'm really proud that we were able to, you know, curate that for everyone this year. Yeah, man. Well, you know, congratulations on all of the years so far. and Well done on pivoting and making the, the online thing work this year, man. Because, you know, again, it was, it was good to be a part of it and support you on that. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was really fun. It was uh, something I'd never done before, but making sure that you have, you know, a plan <laughs> and, and, and the right people working on the project and all the resources in line because, you know, if you don't, that's where, like, you know, slip-ups happen, but B and C is always, always a good idea to keep. Um, I think there's a few technical issues again on the uh, lookbook, wasn't there? I think I think I think you're just prone to uh, technical issues, bro. I think so too, man. At this point in my life, I'm like, I just kind of, I'm like, I'm okay. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> we just gotta know. We just gotta know how to fix it. Just whatever you do, don't get in a self-driving car. <laughs> Dude, that's fucked up. Because I'm actually getting, I'm getting the Cybertruck when it comes out. That's like the one thing I think I've wanted. Out of anything, I don't really care about much material stuff that much anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Cybertruck is definitely up on the list. That's so. Uh, that's so Hollywood, man. Yeah, bro. Could you imagine me picking you up that next year? Mate, I hope so. I hope you invite me to Lookbook next year and and pick me up in your Cybertruck. Oh my god! I, I know, dude. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's amazing. Um, so let's let let's veer away a little bit from Lookbook now, and um, I want to talk a little bit about your other company, which is Craft, which is the salon that you have. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about how long you've had your salon. You know what 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 is it about your salon that you like, and and what's your vision with it? Okay, um, well, started about five years ago now. Um, I kind of wanted to call it a name that necessarily didn't, uh, you know, calling it Dre Hairs or something like that. Because, you know, the salon is also like my little hub where all the other business and work I do, kind of that's where that company comes from, where hosts and has all the resources for everything from digital media, um, bookings. It's, you know, it's basically my agency. Um, so the salon is kind of like the physical hub of that. And it started out because, like, I I know, like like you said, I was like, I, one day I'll be, like, doing house calls. The next day I'll be, you know, doing something else, like, on a Friday. You know, when typically, you know, everyone works, you know, Wednesday through Saturday or Tuesday through Saturday or whatever. Every day for me is different. Um, and I like that. It just kind of keeps the weird mess in my head going on at bay yeah um, so the salon since like i have so many different on i wanted to create like a collective in a way where 
other hairdressers, especially ones that like, you know, live in LA, they're doing similar things as I'm doing. They necessarily don't want to work their, you know, Tuesday through Saturday. It just doesn't work within their schedule. You know, so a lot of people want to work part Monday. And, you know, we started out with one studio and there was about three of us. And then now it's grown to two sport chairs. Um, and there's like nine of us that work there. Um, some part-time, some once a month. It really varies. It also gives everybody the freedom to come and go as they please. Um, and I think that's super valuable because, you know, being hair salons, especially in the old school way, like, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be as relaxed I am about it but I also was like working in those spots at the time I'm like man like I want to have the freedom to go and do what I want on certain days and then you know not just leave an empty chair here if someone wants to use the chair and be a part of the vibe then they can come in by all means um and over like so yeah so it grew um had one studio for like two years and then it grew to the second studio when we had that for about three years now so it's been like five years um, and over the course of the time, I've had probably like 28 people, um, come through there that work, work there. And, um, it's, it's just kind of been a vibe, you know, even if at the event, you know, there's music and lasers, all stuff. So at the salon, like, you know, we installed all these speakers in the ceiling and <laughs> on a Friday, you know, there's four blow dryers going, there's eight people in there, you know, talking this and that it's like, you know, six o'clock, we have the music cranking and, um, you know, it's really cool. And it's, it's also very intimate too, because we keep the windows actually all, because uh, we really just want to create this really private vibe. Cause you know, a lot of us have like, you know, clients that, you know, want to see, or, you know, we just really want to make sure that they, that, you know, we, they have this sense of like, like security, like let their hair down and, you know, come in there and sweats with no makeup or, you know, whatever. Um, so that's been fun. Do you um do you see the salon growing at all? Like, do you do you, do you have visions to expand it and and, and have other salons anywhere else? I mean, the thought always crosses my mind. Like, you know, I have a lot of clients that are always like, "Man, when you get like a real salon, da da da." But like, I've always just kind of really been select energy and the amount of people that I want to have work there because I'm very hands. Like we have a group chat with our whole salon, just like, you know, all of us in there. And I ask everyone's opinions because it's like, you know, I think of it as like a fish tank, you know, and we, if you add a new fish to the tank, like, is it going to vibe with the other fish? And it's like very, you know, you know, fish are very temperamental when there's, you know, an aggressive fish or this or that. So it's like, I'm really like, like, and I feel like the bigger, if we were to go big, I don't know if I would have that much control on it. I mean, potentially in time, I mean, who knows? I love to pivot, so we don't – with the circumstances at hand, I don't think that's going to be my next move um, just because, you know, there's a lot of restrictions on, you know, the legalities of, you know, working in California right now. So I have to weigh out those, you know, those variables and make sure that, you know, is this going to be a right decision? Is it's going to be – you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. So is this going to be sustainable and hopefully profitable? Or is it, you know, me trying to keep a sinking ship alive? So it's, it's very, you have to be really strategic. And, you know, with the things going on, you got to, you know, understand, will it make sense? You know, because I know a lot of salons right now, 
um, where people are wanting to work in their own spaces because the, you know, the spacing or the capacity issue in these large salons, it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like, you know, that's, if, if I were to predict something, I would say about, you know, 50% of salons like that right now, I bet you 50% of those people are going to be working at places like Salon Republic or, you know, Solo Salons or Phoenix or one of these private studios because you control your environment. Um, but you know what? That could be a different story next year. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's why, like, I'm always thinking two steps ahead. You know, it's like everyone says, like, you know, you got to think like chess, not checkers. And that's super, super important. If you think things are going to go the same way forever, got it all wrong because things have exponentially changed in the last 10 years, you know, for hairdressers around the world. You know, I mean, even like, you're, like, do you think you would have had the amount of reach and grasp to travel and to do the things you did if there wasn't Instagram? No, definitely not. And it, it's unbelievable. Imagine if there's like, you know, a new thing that comes out in the next five years that changes the whole industry again. And I think one of the biggest things right now is these independent studios um, just because people can control their environment, you know? Mm. And, that's what, and that's what I've done myself in, in London now. Obviously, at the start of the year, I went off on my own um after you know six years at where i was which was great but um I, I needed my own independence and my own space and um i actually got inspiration from a lot of people out in america who, who do have their own studios and own space which is quite an unheard of a new thing here in in the uk most people work under people or within shops or within companies as, as it always has been but um this year has seen a huge shift in people leaving companies they've been with for a long time and just be their own independent thing for the freedom. Yeah, dude, it's insane. It's, it's really cool though, because it just shows that like, you know, the power is like kind of shifting because the power is, you know, in each individual. And if you know how to market yourself and do the things you got to do, I mean, you, it's kind of like a shortcut in a way. <laughs> like there's so many ways to advance industry right now. Yeah, I think if you're smart and you do things the right way, I think there's a lot of opportunity, even in these times. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, that's because, like, you know, you obviously, you know, we shot together uh, for Stylist Academy. At yes. And, um, you know, it's been amazing to see so many hairdressers kind of, like, navigate the avenue because now everyone realizes that, you know, all the education, a lot of it is on – you know, and that's, I mean, I feel like, I mean, it was slowly coming, but I think during down the lockdown, it's really made a lot of people like really get that. And, you know, the greatest thing is a lot of those people are going to live great lives and do what they want. You know, like, I feel like just watching you and dude, you're creating so much content and, you know, your hundred percent focus is in that. And I'm sure you look happy, like, yeah. you know, it's like that you have complete freedom and choice of what you want to do and that's like amazing and i think that hairdressers need to have that you know it's you know we we work all the time on our clients who like basically we're hired to them so it's like you know sometimes it's really long hours but now that you have you know a way to make you know extra income by sharing that through the internet it's just totally 
blew through new 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 ways that we've never even seen before. Yeah, it's 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 super crazy. Like obviously, I came and did the um, online education with you um, for the you know the new platform that you're building, and um, at that time, at that moment that I filmed with you guys. I hadn't even thought about doing my own online platform because it was still kind of normal times. It was like a few weeks before, you know, lockdown came in and (laughs) I wasn't even, yeah, I wasn't even in a state of mind of like having my own online education thing, like for a while. And literally a few weeks after I got home and then lockdown came and obviously all my work got cancelled, I was like, shit you know like what what am i you know what am i gonna do kind of thing i've just gone off on my own you know i've x y and z i've actually got a little baby coming on the way at at, at the time i was like i need to i need to put everything online and i need to start doing my own online education like right now and it was it just it just happened like i just adapted and i pivoted and i made the best of the situation and do you know what it paid off massively dude i know i'm so happy for you bro like that's that's like it, it to happen you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's crazy man it's just it's just trying to make um a good thing out of a bad situation in any, in anything i guess um and that's what i did so yeah um what is it so yeah i want to talk to you a little bit about how have the salons out there been affected by what's gone on and do you feel like things should have been dealt with differently um because i do in terms of the UK stuff here, I feel like things were um, dealt with very unfairly and there was lots of businesses, not not just the hair business, but there's lots of other businesses as well that could have been open but weren't allowed to be open because of certain rules and regulations. But then big corporations and companies were allowed to be open and there wasn't any difference between any of the businesses necessarily. Um, do you... Like how do you, how do you feel about that that whole thing? Yeah, oh I know, man! I know, yeah, I know it's about to get in the yeah. deep one. Yeah, I know, I know. No, but I mean, dude, I, I mean, anybody, obviously, if you guys like heard of me and you watch my story, you follow me or anything like that, you know, I'm very vocal about all this stuff. Because I mean, I live in West Hollywood, you know, the hub, you know, very condensed city of Los Angeles. So it's it's been really difficult. Um, I think that they should have. I mean, when we shut down the way that we did, if they shut us down, they should have shut us down completely. No one goes to any stores. Everything you can, you order on an app, you know, for two months, completely locked down. Like, no funny business. Essential businesses have, you know, uh, delivery that uh, we probably could have gotten out of this way, way better. But, Mm. you know, half foot in, half foot out kind of bullshit, it really slowed everything down and then you know the whole thing with the salon like we went to school and got a certification that says we've gone through x amount of hours to look what we know about sanitation and you know the whole fact on the masks you know if they work then like why are we shut down and then yeah you know, operations get to be open um have you know i actually flew uh in august for the first time no no actually uh no no it was in no it was like uh early august and you go to the airport you know and everyone's in the food court probably like 50 60 people no mask eating around no big deal then you get on a flight you got to put your mask on and you're in the plane with you know 100 120 other 
for four hours. Yeah, they're well ventilated, but like the whole social distancing, it goes out the window. So these rules were just really gray stretched and just it kind of destroyed the fact of our industry because, you know, everyone was fighting. I mean, in California, bro, we have 620,000 licensed hairdressers dressers, and over 50,000 salons and barbershops. Wow. So, and I think that's a, like a large majority of like, you know, the hairdressing community in general. Um, you know, and then we see our house speaker get caught without a mask on walking through the salon and, you know, and blatantly kind of just rubbing it in our faces following day. They're like, you know what? Salons are back open. Really? So what happened? So convenient. If that would have never happened. I couldn't imagine how much longer we would have been locked down. And the other upsetting thing is that we have, you know, the state board and the PBA and a lot of these associations that hear this that they need to really stand up for like us because they do not have a, a strong enough vocal voice that did anything for our industry and it took seven months i mean well it took six months and then we were open for three weeks and then we closed and then we were closed for like another month and a half or two months and now we're back open and it's like it's such crazy man it's it's I mean, it, we it, went to a protest yeah. in front of the federal building um you know, a few weeks back, or actually probably like two months ago. I, I saw, yeah. Going, and it was just like, you know, such so many of us just felt really, really, uh, you know, not cared about at all um, from the people that supposedly, you know, we pay our licensing to and these organizations associations are supposed to like, you know, be our voice to the, you know, to the government in a sense or the, or the, or the state. It just really didn't seem like that. You know, they, really just didn't care no it's 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 really upsetting to see man um it's not fair and um it it seems like there is a lot of injust from business to business and things like that and um we were i think we were closed as a business as 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 an industry for about four months in the uk just solid four months march to the end of july and then august we reopened salons and things like that um, which is when i started educating again um and you you had to wear ppe protective equipment and things like that but even now things have even eased up and like you have you can wear less protective equipment and it's just like it's just like if if this virus is still around you would think that none of that would even matter and you wouldn't be able to open salons and nothing would be like what's the point of easing up something you are it, it either is or it isn't you know, it just doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. It either is or it isn't. There's no, yeah. like, kind of alive. Yeah. If you're not, like... Yeah, it's I mental. Know, that's why, like, it's mental. I know it's probably, like, not the best, like, practice ever. But, man, I mean, I know me and you talk about, like, a lot of stuff on the internet. Or, like, you know, we, we you know, agree about a lot of similar things. And, you know, I've just kind of been against the whole thing since the start. And, I mean, I know there's a lot of involved and i know and the numbers you know the numbers are kind of just all over the place yeah i'm just kind of over it man yeah like, but i think really do you know what i think I, I, I think i <laughs> sorry i think even a lot of people that like maybe are you know that do listen to a lot of the narrative and stuff are also fed up of what's going on as well and do kind of see through a lot of the bullshit that's happening even if they aren't like 
looking into the from the other side, like maybe me and you. I think a lot of people are just getting really fed up now. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too, man. Like, I don't want to speak about like necessarily the the sides, but it's like hairdresser in California, and you saw what was going down, and you're aware of that. You know, I was kind of against us opening and all this stuff. Like, you know, it's I'm like I'm I'm baffled how people be you know pro anything on on their decisions with knowing that you know we've been just kind of screwed over i mean really screwed over and just you know that that video coming out of Pelosi, like (laughs) that was the icing on the cake it was just like yeah like unbelievable i can't even imagine anyone else in the in the world you know looked at that knowing that california i mean like you know you guys and friends in canada uh friends in uh spain like all over just you know they're seeing this and they're just probably like wow dude like what a joke yeah it's a complete shit show man a complete shit show i mean i'm you know there's there's a lot of people that have moved out of la because of this right oh man dude tons like even even people like joe rogan and people have moved out of la yeah (laughs) like like, you can't even shoot a movie or any sort of thing now because everyone has to get tested before they shoot. So, like, sat this thing, like, the very beginning that they necessarily weren't going to shoot, like, big films or anything like that until there's a vaccine. And, like, I mean, I have a friend here tonight um, who's going to Atlanta to shoot a music video because you can't do it in L.A. right now. And it's that's what the other shitty thing is, like, I mean, bro, you came and uh, in that video that I posted last night. If you guys check it out on my Instagram, like, you know, it's like we're all there having fun. It's like that was such a different world. No masks, you know, everyone wasn't weirdly trying to like be social distancing from each other. Like, things completely changed, man. And like, it's been seven months and it doesn't look like it's, I mean, restaurants not even open, bars, clubs. Like, that stuff's not even, like, going to be considered until next year, maybe. Mm. And that's if they survive with it, you know. That's if they survive. Yeah, Yeah, and who knows what this is going to look like in the next three to four months. Like, Mm. we're in a really weird time. And, like, I might, and, like, I talk to a lot of my clients that are very upper lot of people. And, like, I always ask them, like, what are your thoughts? A lot of them are just kind of, like, you know, I'd rather know. You know, a lot of them are on their grind is great but i like to i don't know why but i feel like it's just it's just instinctual for me to kind of like know what's going on and at least voice my opinion to kind of you know give people understanding because i feel like a lot of people have been in the dark about understanding like a lot of i remember like i remember me and you been like talking about david ike yeah i remember i think i think you said you're like that guy's been saying the same thing for like the last 20 years and then now we're seeing all this stuff happen Mm like you know i post so much stuff i mean sometimes i get in trouble but i post a lot of stuff in there because i'm like to wake up to this because you know i've never seen so many protests in my entire life dude in the last 10 years living in la like every single day there was helicopters above my house like i was kind of going insane because the you know which is it's just day in day out and then you know seeing walking down sunset boulevard and seeing every business boarded up 
Wow. Like really like screws with you, you know? That's it, mad. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel normal. No, so, I can you guys have people board stuff up with the, out there? Yeah, there's a lot of protests and stuff going on in the London, but obviously the media don't put it onto their platforms, but it's going on. It's going on, but they don't want to show it because they don't want to empower more people and let people know. So Dude. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, this you know, for for me, like you, I, I need to know what's going on because I want to put myself and my family and my life in a in the best position possible by being educated. But I have to be careful what I say and I don't publish it on my social medias and stuff because it's just a rabbit hole for, for a lot of things and um, <laughs> and 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 I can't risk my um my my page being taken down for saying silly things because they do that now. They're taking yeah, people's pages down. So you. yeah, I just yeah. I just I just and I already feel like they kind of have, which is annoying. But um yeah, it is what it is. Um I mean how 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 do you see the industry as a whole recovering from this? Say say for example, uh, there wasn't any more shutdowns and lockdowns, and 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 the industry slowly started to recover. Like, how do you see it changing? I feel like a lot of all well, things. One, uh, I feel like I, I I've actually experienced this. I don't know if a lot of people have it yet either, but I'm a lot of new people that known I've done hair over the last you know ten years reach out to me now because, you know, going through the lockdown that people didn't have access to that person that worked at their corner shop or something like that. So the, these people pay two or three times more because of how essential it is. And I think everyone's realized how a haircut or a color or just going to the salon and, you know, that's normality, you know, you're feeling like, okay, I, I mean, it's, it's hygienic. You know, and people are realizing, um, customers, if you will, that that's a huge for them now. And I feel like, yeah, it's a pandemic, whatever. People don't want to like, you know, overcharge or this or that. The fact that we can only operate in a certain amount of time or this or that, I feel like giving, you know, more value to your customers and stuff like that. They're willing to pay more. So mm -hmm. I see, I think that, um, you know, the, the, most of us will do good and still keep doing good because, you know, we're all going through this together. And like that, that one intimate moment, you know, like all of us know, there's not that many people that touch your head when you, you know, in your life, except you're like your hair or your boyfriend or girlfriend. So having that intimate moment and then you get done in the chair and you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel good, like that being good is so priceless that you know, people are, I think, are realizing that that's like one thing that's super, super valued. And I think that our industry is going to survive no matter what. I think they even said, um, what was it, in like the 1920s and during that recession, it was like, you know, it was the one thing that people still got done was their hair. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, we're experiencing now. And I think just everyone just got to keep, you know, keep their head up and be positive about it. And this is a time, especially it's been difficult for a lot of people to get in the mind space of pivoting to do new things. But with a lot of this downtime, this should be time for everyone to kind of like reconnect with those things they wanted to do. Because, you know, if we operate and we're feeling good, looking good, that's, that's when you're going to produce good things. And I know like me personally, it's like I went through a roller coaster through the stuff because there was so much uncertainty. But then after I went through my first couple days of, you know, going up and downs and kind of got connected back into working out. And 
I, I actually recently had a driveway garden. Um, <laughs> I see know, that, man. It looks, it, looks ama- it looks amazing, man. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was really fun. It's been cool. But like, off, you know, off the grid. Off the grid, man. Stuff. It's good. Yeah, just focus my energy in different things. And I think that, um, you know, things are going to go well. Things are going to be good. I mean, it's, it's just going to take some time. But I think this is a really huge awakening for people to and really like think, you know, deeply about these things and find themselves again. And it's almost like if you're thinking of a uh, bow and bow out of an, or like an arrow out of your, yeah, what's that thing called? You put bullet out and you're, you know, you <laughs> the aim. It's like you have a few moments to get a better aim now, um, you know, longer than most of us do. But since things slowed down, it really gave you time to like, you know, configure all that. And I feel like there's a lot of hairdressers and a lot of like people that probably, you know, did very, very well throughout this thing. Um, and to the others, like, this is something to think about because you got to keep pushing, you know, we, you know, the, like, like right now with all the businesses that are closing, only the strong ones are going to survive. And that goes down to the individual hairdresser in a studio. Like you don't believe in yourself. Like it's, it's going to be hard to survive and you made it far. Like, what are you going to do? Turn back now? No, you got to keep going, dog. You got this. Yeah. Good words, man. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, have you, can you share any um, information on any new ideas and ventures that you're working on in the future or is that a secret? Um, no, man. I like to, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely love to share. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I have some secrets, but like it's, it's stuff that like, you know, what's funny is uh, I think who said this, I think it was Gary B. He was talking about how he's always got like 50 or a hundred going on and, you know, 11 of them might fail and 20 might do good. But you know what? That's the thing. It's like not everything's going to work. But if you get in the habit of like always trying new things or at least putting it out into the universe, like vocally, like I want to do and then, you know, the way the energy works, it's like now that you put it out into the universe, like those things will start to attract, whether it be, you know, starting a new workout routine with somebody or starting a clothing line or starting a or a yoga studio, whatever. Like, if you think about those things, that's how they kind of come to fruition. Mm. Recently, I've always, obviously, loved fashion, so I've always wanted to have a clothing line, um, and I wanted to do that, like, I liked. And through the quarantine, I just met a girl um, about a few months, and uh, we just started talking, and she has a fashion line, and this and that, and for whatever reason, you know, just one day mentioned something about a men's line. And I was like, dude, I'd so love to collab with you on something. And right then and there, you know, we decided and then we got to work. And I think it's because, you know, it wouldn't have happened to me 10 years ago because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the resources. I also didn't have the work ethic or and like, you know, a lot of other things. But now being... 10 years in the game of doing all these types of things. It's like almost I have like a, like a, like a resume in a sense. And, you know, she was a lot more comfortable knowing, you know, the type of things that I've done over the years. My That's what it is. And it just kind of snapped all into place. And that's why like, it's another kind of crazy thing where 
necessarily didn't work on this for 10 years. Yeah, I've thought about it for 10 years and I've thought about all these different types of like styles and designs. And it's a lot there, to be honest. It's kind of crazy because we're cutting and tapering and <laughs> creating shapes and moving <laughs> weight. You know, it's all the same thing. It's just a yeah. And, yeah. But I just happened to, you know, uh, align myself with somebody that kind of already had, um, you know, the logistics figured out, but needed, you know, the inside of, you know, a man because we're doing a man line. It was just perfect timing. I couldn't, I can't even really explain it, but uh, that's coming out um, November, somewhere in November. I can't say the exact date, but somewhere in November. And uh, that's been really fun. And honestly, it's like such a new creative outlet. You know, like things just pivot, you know, we like with like our online platform, you know, a lot of it, hairdressers like yourself, we've been doing it independently, which is freaking awesome. You know, back then there was not that many capabilities to do that. So a bit on that, we're actually creating a new thing, which is a secret, which will come out hopefully in the next couple months, uh, help a lot of hairdressers uh, moving into these independent studios is what we're going to think is going to bring a lot of value to them. Wicked. Um, yeah so that's the thing always thinking steps ahead it's like yeah what's happening now and then where is the uh value to be brought so yeah exactly man amazing man congratulations on the on the clothing and i hope it does really really well i can't wait yeah, to see it thank you yeah it's I, called blackwell in, in in my mind i kind of know what it's going to be because i know you so well is it there's gonna be a lot of black there's gonna be a lot of baggy oh, yeah. there's gonna be maybe I mean, some, cha- some chain oh, some chains some chains in there like I just know you, man. I know, I know, I know it, which is good. Um, so just to finish up the uh, the podcast, just because we're running out of time now, can you leave us and the listeners with something positive um, to think about? One bit of advice, yeah. maybe, or something like that. It doesn't have to be to do with hair. It can be of anything. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think the main thing that like I've just kind of like came across that there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be setbacks. There's always going to be things that you didn't think were going to action to those things are really going to depict on like how it's actually going to unfold and being kind of like an eccentric radical person as myself, you know, and I have emotional highs and lows aware of that about myself. And if you're not like that, or if you are like that, sometimes it's best just to take a few minutes a day or however long it takes and don't make radical decisions without like down and really deciding on, you know, your options. Whiteboard, actually, I'm looking at it right now. I have a whiteboard and I write things out. I write out scenarios because, you know, like I said, it's like it's chess, not checkers. So you really have to play out these, you know, the actual scenarios to find out which is really going to work for you so that you don't find yourself in a place where you have done something else because you didn't see everything from all angles and as hairdressers we know that haircutting is a lot of angles and, and you know if you don't execute properly well when you finish it's not going to look the way you want it so if you do your work and you draw it out like you guys do on the head sheets then you can kind of see what we would call a vision and you're able to you know execute it if you know what it looks like and i feel like the things that have worked with me for so many years 
is I'll walk through the venue and I'll imagine exactly how it's supposed to how it's supposed to go down. What I aim for, and then it's you know the target, and that's what's made things a lot easier for me because I know what I'm going for. And sometimes if you don't have an area or target that you're going for, um, it can be you know kind of confusing and a little bit lost. And that's why it's always good to have mentors. Amazing, <laughs> man. Ask people, talk <laughs> to people because there's people out there, and especially like your clients or people you meet at the bar, man. I go with, I go to random all the time. Well, when it used to be open, and I'd sit at the bar, with old dude, and we'd be talking and. You know, everyone's got some sort of wisdom. It's just how you apply it to your life is really going to make you help get through this. So, hope you guys take that with a little insight and applause. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate, appreciate you know, all of, the, uh, all of the information, all of the knowledge and all of the insights that you've shared with us um, over the last hour or so, man. It's been... Uh, it's always interesting talking to you, man. I always enjoy it, and um, I, w- I always look forward to to spending time with you um, when I when I come over there. So um, appreciate your time. Yeah, and, brother. Um, yeah, thank you know, so that's all right. You know, I wish you all the best. I hope the salons stay open over over there, and um, I hope that your lookbook goes on next year. Hell yeah! Yeah, coming coming in twenty twenty one. Exactly. Looking forward to it, man. So uh, where, where, where can people find you if they want to see your Instagram and your social media? Um, my social media is uh, Dre Hair, D-H-A-I-R. Um, that's where I'd be hanging. I'm not really good at posting photos, so if you like stuff, I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the lookbook? That has a page, doesn't um, it, as well? Lookbook, yeah. It's a lookbook, um, K-R-E-F-T lookbook. And that's kind of where we're doing everything for the show. Um, all their Style Artist Academy. It's an online platform where we um, host multiple artists uh, for world, uh, doing education all in one place. And a new clothing line that's coming out this fall called Blackwell.Lost on Instagram. Especially dressers that very keep it uh, minimal and monochrome. That's going to be the stuff that you want to check out. So stay tuned for that. Amazing, bro. Thank you very much for sharing that information. And um, I will speak to you soon. Yeah, take care, brother. Thank you. Take care, Dre. Bye. Bye, bro. Wow, what an amazing podcast. And as you can see, Dre loves to really think about what's next. And I think we can all take something from that and think, what can we do to create something new? What can we do to progress our career? What can we do to progress our skills and our ability and our network? Remember, at the end of the day, our network is our net worth. So even in times of negativity and hardship, we can always find opportunity and keep moving forward and thinking in a positive way. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode, guys. I hope you took some some points out of that. Thank you so much, Dre, for spending the hour or so talking to me. I could always talk to you for so much more longer. Um, I look forward to going back out to LA with you again in, in the future. So thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next month.